today on Ag News Daily. We also have other programs like Farmland Capital, which allows farmers to you know, bring in co-investors into their own land. So if they want to cash out a portion of their land, they can. Good day, listeners. Welcome to the Ag News Daily Podcast. Tanner and Delaney, day two, Commodity Classic, hanging out here in the uh, what is this? The crow's nest? What do you call this? The bird's nest. The bird's yeah. nest. Yeah, or crow's nest, or I don't know. Isn't that a is that a ship term like an old pirate mm. ship term when they had the top little lookout? That's right, overlooking the Commodity Classic venue before the show opens today. So getting here, an early start on our news headlines. Still great weather here in Orlando, thankfully. Still friends in our North Midwest area having blizzard warnings so i think uh, a lot of folks are heading home to blizzards whiteout conditions are making things difficult for travel in north dakota wind gusts of 50 to 60 miles per hour minnesota starting this morning will continue to see their winter storm watch be extended seven to ten inches of snow are possible in certain areas so thankful that that is not us no but i talked to a fellow farm broadcaster from north dakota and he said they would be flying into the blizzard, so hopefully they make it home safe and sound. That's right. Absolutely. Well, uh, Secretary Tom Vilsack has been very busy. He's going to be here today, but he's been very busy making announcements this week. Uh, one of the announcements that he made here is that uh, the Department of Agriculture is taking steps to recenter U.S. ag and the benefit to the benefit of small and mid-sized operations. Product of USA labeling rule. An $80 million, $89 million expansion of the USDA intermediary lending program is going to be available and been revamped. So according to the National Farmers Union Conference, where he let this news share, the Packers and Stockyards Act governs the competition of all livestock poultry facilities, prevents unfair market manipulation and consolidation. The secretary said that this act is certainly a focus of Biden's administration, and he wants this audience, the one he was speaking to, to be very in tuned to organic growth and processing of these facilities moving forward to a more sustainable pattern. So a lot of things came out of that press conference. I've got another headline that I'll share here in a little bit. But ultimately, they want to prevent the potential for negative farm income. So getting a really big focus here on small and intermediate-sized farmers. He is also here at Commodity Classic going to sign a, or as I think uh, is as we are speaking, signing an understanding here or a partnership here to move forward on a $95 million partnership for Climate Smart Commodities Grants. He's doing that at the United Soybean booth here this morning, but the partnership is with the conservationist Robert Bonney will join the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation and the Farmer Leaders with Farmers for Soil Health, or FSH, will all uh, be at that signing ceremony this morning here going on underway now to sign a $95 million USDA partnership for, like I said, Climate Smart Commodities Grants, which are officially launching. This grant will offer financial and technical assistance for farmers in over 20 states transitioning to cover crops, specifically Tanner. It will also offer a market platform that connects buyers with farmers who produce crops under sustainable practices. And you can go to farmersforsoilhealth.com to see if you are able to apply and take advantage of that new grant that's being announced here today. Yeah, another announcement that came out yesterday 
is that producers affected by natural disasters in Kentucky, Minnesota, South Dakota, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Missouri, North Dakota, and Tennessee can now apply for cost share assistance for the Emergency <laughs> Grain Storage Facility Assistance Program. Holy smokes, the acronym EGSFP. Yes. I, think I have to say that in my head a few times. Emergency I don't know if I got all that. Grain Storage Facility Assistance Program. This program provides cost share assistance for the construction of new grain storage capacity, drying and handling needs in order to support the orderly marketing of your commodities. The initial allocation of $20 million in this program is available to affected counties within those states. So the application period is opening later this month and will go through the end of the year. This is for weather events in 2021 and 2022 that affected all of those states. Well, we also have this week the National Pork Producers and National and State Pork Producer Associations are also here in Orlando going on for their annual convention as well and we saw here today that the NPPC is urging quick passage of the Beagle Brigade Act of 2023. I just love the name of that but <laughs> it's the Beagles that are stationed at many of the major U.S. ports and airlines to help with foreign disease prevention but the legislation would provide congressional authority to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Detector Dog Training Center to prevent foreign animal disease and plant diseases from entering the United States. The Beagle Brigade Tanner serves as the first line of defense for early detection at the nation's ports of entry and is critical in keeping those foreign animal diseases like African swine fever out of the United States. I have seen these beagles in action. They have I've seen oh, really? them bark at someone's bag. So they had something in their bag they were not supposed to have. Wow, that's... They're really cute and I want to pet them, but obviously they are working That's on right. the job so you can't do that that's right wheeled robots are now available to measure leaf angles thanks to a partnership between north carolina state university and iowa state university this is an automated technology that gives the capability to producers to measure the angle of the leaves on corn plants and why do you think that's important delaney the angle relative to the stem of the corn, corn plant, plant. I, uh... I feel like this is an agronomy question I should know. It affects how efficiently the plant is processing photosynthesis. Okay, that makes sense. Because so, if they have more available leaf correct. to capture more sunlight. Yeah, they said, for okay. example, you want the leaves at the top to be relatively vertical and the leaves at the bottom further down the stock to be more horizontal. And they can continue to monitor this to help researchers focus on plant breeding to create the most efficient corn hybrid, as well as monitoring how it responds to stress events However, conventional methods of measuring these leaves have been very difficult and done with a protractor by hand. Hmm. So these uh, autonomous here, the AngleNet, has two key, components, uh, two key components of hardware and software that will allow this device to ride around on wheels and then use the angles of measurement and do 3D modeling of the plant to continue to monitor that and help plant breeders move forward. So kind of neat data coming out of a combination of two universities work together. Tanner, the U.S. has been quiet on the avian influenza front, but Canada has had over 500,000 birds in Saskatchewan with outbreaks noted. And this is a huge concern for, obviously, Canadian researchers and farmers. But while the risks to human health are minimal, of course, 
government and commercial organizations are asking everyone in Saskatchewan to remain vigilant. Worldwide, we've seen millions of birds affected by this latest stint of H5N1. And according to the Chicken Farmers of Canada group, this outbreak is the largest ever recorded in Canada. Wow. That's not good news. No, it's not. Well, the last piece of news I have is good. The technical training side of things, AGCO announced yesterday they support an associate degree program now at Parkland College in Champaign, Illinois. They gave a $5 million donation from AGCO that will help construct a 25,000-square-foot state-of-the-art training facility, which will house the new AGCO Agricultural Service Technician Associate in Applied Sciences degree program. This new AAS program will help equip graduates with the skills needed to work on AGCO equipment and help AGCO dealers find qualified help. So nice little headline there. But that's all I've got for today, Delaney. I have just one final story here before we hop into the markets, and that is fertilizer markets expanding in Indonesia of all places. Southeast Asia's biggest urea fertilizer maker, PT Papuk, uh, plans to invest at least a billion dollars to increase their capacity and they're also planning to set up a soda ash plant according to their ceo on friday the indonesian state-controlled company is considering funding the expansion by launching an ipo or through borrowing they're not sure on that yet but they said that with the marketplace as hot as it is right now they think that the move will all but pay for itself tanner Nice. Very good. It'll be interesting to see how that affects the market overall once they get up and running. But how about markets this morning at open? Absolutely. Here we are just now ticking open here, Tanner, as we record the podcast. And, of course, markets this week have largely been unaffected by the cuts we saw earlier this week to the Argentinian crop. Today we look at new crop corn. It's opening unchanged on the day at 5.53 and a half. New crop soybeans will open four and a quarter cent lower at 13.55 and three quarters. Hard red May winter wheat up two and three quarters cents to open at 7.80. As we look at, at where the livestock markets left us yesterday and we'll open here this morning. April live cattle will open 65 cents lower at about 64.80. April feeders down 92 and a half cents at a dollar 99.15. So just under that $2 mark there that we saw ping on the board yesterday. And April lean hogs down 67 and a half cents will open at 85.07 and a half. Tanner, you lined up a great conversation today with Charles Barron of Farmers Business Network. Yeah, let's get into it. Here we are sitting up high at the Commodity Classic overlooking a large group of attendees. I think it was, uh, I don't know if I say record setting, but the pre-registrations were definitely higher than expected. So it's great for companies to have access to producers and those in the ag industry down here. And one of those companies is FBN. We're a pleasure to have Charles here hanging out with us. So remind our listeners who you are and what you do for the company. There you go. So Charles Barron, co-founder of uh, FBN. Yeah, it's great to be back, and it's great to be a commodity. There's a, there is a really good group of uh, folks here, so it, it, it does feel like it's gotten back in full swing. Last year was a little, kind of uh, less coming back from COVID, so it seems like everything's back to normal. So we're midway through the afternoon on the first day. Yeah. What have you seen so far? Oh. Is it sentiments high? What are the questions around? Yeah, I, I, I think. Um, 
We've been very busy. Um, you know, lots of you know, teams of enthusiasm, people ready to get going and planting. Um, I think there's been a you know, general over the last six months issues around interest rates, inflation, macro economy. What is that going to mean for the farm? A lot of those same questions, um, but now I think guys are ready to get going, it seems like. Absolutely. Charles, you're kind of um, a superstar here at Commodity Classic <laughs> because a lot of people have watched the FBN journey from start to where we're at today. You guys have had a lot of changes, a lot of expansions. What's the last few years been like for you since uh, well, FBN's really taken off? It's fun. Commodity Classic is fun because... When we first came to Commodity Classic in 2015, the company was brand new. We had just opened the website up so you could sign up. And uh, we knew we wanted to be at Commodity Classic. We needed to be here. So we had a little booth. It was like a 20 by 20 space. And I think 21 or 22 farms joined over those three days of FBN. And we were just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable, <laughs> this is out of control, you know, this is, you know, this is it, it's, it's working, you know, it's great. And we're just, we're just totally blown away. And then each year after that, we've grown and grown and grown, and we've kind of expanded a little bit, and, and now it's really fun, we're sitting here next, in between deer and case, and on the main aisle, and sort of, sort of like, ah, you've kind of, uh, kind of gotten... Yeah, you're, you are. You're kind of like that buffer, like you yeah. said, between deer and case. I right. didn't realize that until just now, but you're right. You, yeah, we're, uh, we're wedged right between deer and case, and um, you can see our, the green ice sprayer yeah. uh, right there as well. So that's uh, Everybody fun. can just play nice together Yeah, <laughs> right. with Farmer's Business Network right in the middle. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. No, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, always a, it's always a great event because a lot of the same growers come back year after year, and it's going to build a, build a community and a culture around it, and you get to see the same people, which is, yeah. which is great. So as FBN prepared for this show, this is usually a really good opportunity for companies to do unveilings mm -hmm. and releases yeah. and big promotions. What are we kicking off? <laughs> well, we've, we've made a number of recent announcements sort of right, right in advance of the show, and we will have some actually coming out right after the show as well. Unfortunately, there's a couple that just didn't quite make the, didn't quite make the, the, the cut on the time. Um, but uh, since Farmer to Farmer, um, we've uh, had a number of big milestones at the company. So one was, you know, on FBN Finance, which people know FBN often for inputs or data analytics, but we've become a very active uh, lender to farms uh, for land, for input financing, and for operating lines, all based on really rapid digital applications, nearly instant approvals, and now we're working on a host of tools to make nearly... Um, uh, a much accelerated appraisal processes when people go to buy farmland so you don't sit there waiting for six weeks, which is actually the biggest bottleneck. The other big problem is you're sitting there waiting for the appraisal to clear and the interest rate changes. That's a giant frustration for farms. So we just came out with a bridge loan that helps farmers close loans faster, up to a million dollars. And then we're coming out with a much more rapid appraisal, a digital appraisal that's coming out uh, in, in uh, probably in April or so. Um, but, you know, since we started this, just two or three years ago in the, in the, the financing side, uh, we've now ex expanded to over a billion dollars of capital that's been deployed through FBN Finance um, since that time. So that's been great. Just been tremendous progress there. We've been very, very excited about that and um, shows no signs of slowing down. That, that right there, as the finance guy, yeah, I'm that's... sitting there going, shoot. As a conventional financier, I'm going to have to figure some stuff out <laughs> because you're right, that's the biggest bottleneck. And if... It can be a process that is efficient and easy to use and access to capital is going to help continue to propel ag forward. 
Yeah, and we have a, we have another great technology we're testing out here uh, today. It's not yet fully revealed for prime time, but folks can come and play around with it, come see it. Um, it basically is a, a farmland evaluation system, so you can explore any parcel. You can see, you know, weather history, terrain, soil attributes, other rotational histories that, you know, you see through satellite. And, and then you can combine that within the ability to see what that land is right. potentially, you know, worth, and then combine that with the ability to uh, value, you know, get, yep. get financing on that, and then get it appraised. So, you know, we sort of think about it as, you know, finding, funding, and then farming. Um, so we'll, we'll want to make the whole process of discovering farmland uh, for purchase very easy. And for our producers, we also have other programs like Farmland Capital, which allows farmers to, you know, bring in co-investors into their own land. So if they want to cash out a portion of their land, they can. It allows other investors to get in, in smaller investors like private individuals to get involved into uh, access to farmland. So we really are working on it from both sides, from the technology side and then from the, the access to the capital. So I, I want to dig into the farmland yeah piece a little bit more because obviously farmland has been a hot commodity the last 10 years. So that you have the evaluation tool, but are you also then aggregating data so farmers who are looking for purchasing opportunities can go to the platform and kind of do the full scale of evaluating, finding farms, and then potentially sourcing the funding for that as yep, well. Absolutely, yeah. So we just released a couple um, farmland price index reports, um, which which combines a whole host of data that you can see publicly and uh, our data science you know, computes and calculates that. So you can look state by state. We did this for Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota. And it'll show you all kinds of trends, county by county, um, and historical price trends and, and land value as well. So there's a, there's a host of different things here. Again, the goal is to empower producers to make better decisions. Um, land is always a you know, topic of great interest and, and also great concern uh, you know, for growers. Yeah. Um, and we want to make it just easy for them to purchase and get access to that uh, and, and stay in control. You know, that's, that's really what it's all about. You know, producers who you know, often worry, hey, am I going to be able to be competitive for land in my area? Are there going to be institutional funds or other people who are trying to, you know, outcompete me? And we want to make sure producers have access to the land. And we, we're fundamentally, FBN's mission is driving profitability back to the farm and making sure that the people farming that land are family farms. Yeah, it, it definitely see, you can see the mission in what you have released and the advancements that the company continues to make. Like I said, it's been fun to watch the entire company evolve <laughs> and, and see what direction it's going. But what else is being new, exciting, and really drawn the attention of the uh, the visitors to your exhibit today? Um, we have definitely uh, definitely very exciting this year. We have GreenEye. Um, you can see it over in our booth, the GreenEye Precision Spraying System. Um, so this is a new partnership we have. Uh, so obviously, FBN, people know you can buy inputs through FBN. You can buy chemicals through FBN, which is one of the most popular programs of FBN, FBN Direct. Uh, we have over 30 f facilities that uh, do next day or nearly next day deliveries to thousands of farms across the U.S. for seeds, uh, crop protection, biologicals, uh, now animal health, animal feed, minerals, lick tubs, a host, a full spectrum of yep. input supplies that you need. But obviously, chemicals are a big one in crop protection. Um, we have a a product testing and trialing program where we work with uh, hundreds of our farmers to test products. We also test physical products. So we, we tested this technology with GreenEye last year. It's an Israeli technology that we're looking to test with uh, U.S. farmers. Um, so we, we help those company works with FBN. They contract FBN to run the trial. We then contract with the growers and uh, help uh, get early access and early testing on that, that technology. This technology reduced broadcast herbicide use by over 86% wow. in both university and then in our farmer trials. Once we saw that, 
you know, it's very clear this is the future of you know, crop protection. And so we have a broad commercial partnership to distribute the GreenEye uh, technology. You can get it financed through FBN. We have a, we're developing precision packs for um, crop protection that's specifically designed for precision spraying. Wow. And, um, and you know, we're working with them to develop and ex expand it. And it's exciting because it's a retrofit. Fits on any sprayer, it's a retrofit yeah. system. Um, and it'll make precision spraying much more affordable to more farmers. And part of the theme, or the theme, I should say, for Commodity Classic this year is preparing for the next generation, that, that next generation of farmers that are being spearheaded in, but also the next generation of technology, the next generation of services and offerings. And I think regenerative agriculture is definitely an area. The carbon space has been very hot. It's something we talk about very frequently. And I know that's the space that FBN is personally working within as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about the regenerative ag program? Because I think there's still a lot of misnomers and misconceptions right. about how it works and how are we going to get paid off of this? Yeah, there's so many things going on. I think one of the big things is producers get overwhelmed. There's a lot of confusion, especially with a lot of carbon programs. It's very hard to make sense of all of them. How do they work? Um, so we've really tried to simplify down. We were doing stuff in carbon. We've, we've stopped doing a lot of active, specific carbon programs. And we do what we call supply chain programs. So we work with a food buyer, um, an, end, an end buyer, to bring a premium to a grower for something they're doing. Okay, and a specific premium per bushel. So instead of trying to pay per ton of carbon, we just yep. pay per bushel. Um, and so we've developed partnerships and with our, and our, our partners then have partnerships. Um, to then administer that throughout that chain. So one of those partners is ADM. So we work with ADM. FBN will now be the exclusive sustainability provider to ADM growers. So if, if ADM is developing a program with a major food company, that contract would flow through the FBN system. And the, what we, we do is what's called the monitoring and verification of that. So a grower would administer you know, that and get access to that through the FBN uh, technology. So it's really, really tremendous because what that allows you to do is allows you to do sustainability at scale, um, which is the other big side of this. When you have 100 food companies and they all come with a specific program, it's very hard for any one of those to reach scale and it's very hard for a producer to select among that menu of options. Now, where we want this to go is to be able to come in and say, all right, here's all the things that I might be able to get access to based on the things I do on my farm, and here's how much I could get paid to do them. Um, so we have those programs with Poet Ethanol, now with ADM, and with a number of others um, that we've been working on as well. Now, there's a whole other side to that, which is so obviously one way you can get paid in sustainability is through the bushel. Uh, often I think carbon has kind of taken all the headlines, trying to get mm -hmm. paid per ton of carbon. We really want you to get paid in the bushel. That the next way we would want you to get paid is actually a different way through your interest rate in your loan. This is a completely novel way that we've pioneered, um, and we've worked on this with Field to Market and with the Environmental Defense Fund, develop a set of criteria um, for what we call regenerative ag finance. So if you're doing no-till or cover crops or low nitrogen uh, fertilizer applications or, or other criteria that you go through the evaluator, and it's a quick process, 15-minute process, see if you qualify, you go through our digital loan application, you can see basically in 15 minutes if I would qualify for a regenerative premium on my loan. Okay, mm. so it's really cool. And so that program has been extremely popular. 
We pioneered this with EDF. There's a huge amount of money that wants to invest into sustainability and wants to invest uh, into sustainable assets, whether you know from the financial markets. Um, and so this gives growers another way to get paid for something they're doing. And so what this does, it gets them a half point off their operating loan. They come into FBN, in 15 minutes they can get the approval on it. They get through the sustainability evaluation and then there's obviously a, a, a portion, then they have to go through the process of then certifying that, right. but um, it's very rapid to see if you could qualify. So that's been extremely popular. Um, we have $50 million program this year. It's almost entirely sold out. It's got a wait list going on it um, for producers as well. And, and we're, we hope that that program basically expands to about a billion dollars over the next five years. That's a big number, Delaney. Yeah, and a half percent of lower interest rates is a big deal right now in this environment. Well, he goes clear back to that appraisal comment about how rapidly rates have gone up. And if you're waiting six weeks yep. and you don't have the ability to lock in, uh, time is money. We yeah. say that a lot yeah. on Farm for Profit podcasts that uh, that is certainly something to pay attention to. This Japers. I, I feel like, Delaney, we could keep going. I, I have mean, lots more questions. <laughs> exactly. You look at this. What do we got? Three pages in front of us? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, what, well, I... There's a, we have a lot going on, and we try That's to great. we try to make it you know simple and and I think you know with FBN it's it's then bringing it all together, trying to make it simple. So okay, you know we have farms who do one thing; they might just come on for insurance or health insurance, or they might come on for a loan. Um, we have farms that virtually run themselves on FBN. And, and that's nothing more rewarding in the world than when a producer shows up and says, you guys saved my farm this year. I'd been out of business if I didn't get the loan from you. Right. Did you ever think, I mean, I know, Commodity Classic is a momentous occasion for you because in 2015, that's really kind of when you launched this thing. <laughs> to your point earlier, did you ever think it was going to be this big? Did you ever think this was going to be the FBN vision in <laughs> five to 10 years after launch? We had a lot of ideas of stuff we wanted to do, and we had a lot of ideas of, you know, things we thought were possible, and I'd say we've done a fraction of them, <laughs> and we've we've tried a, a lot of things. A whole lot of things haven't worked, and you have to do that as a startup, um, and so it's really great to see so many things that have worked um, and that producers really value, and, and there is no greater compliment you get, and there is no more rewarding thing you can do in agriculture and business or maybe in life than just having someone else say, hey, you know what, you guys really did solve a big problem for us. Uh, you kept us in business. You saved us money. You let us buy equipment. Right. You, you know, saved us enough money on the chem to put a kid through college, uh, so on and so on and so on. And then just the that's that's it. That's what it's all about. And our team. That's what motivates our whole team. And uh, we're really proud of our employees and everything we've been able to do around that. So, so if somebody hasn't signed up, isn't a member, isn't using a program or a service, and wants to follow along or get started, how do they do that? Yeah, it's real easy. FBN.com. It's free. Um, we used to be a paid membership, so it's, it's totally free. You don't have to use data to use FBN. That's always a, a mis, misnomer. You know, people say, oh, I have to share data. No, nope, you don't have to do anything. If you want to use FBN, buy some chem, you can do that. Buy seed, you can do that. Go on and buy some Draxin or whatever you need for livestock, yep. you can do that. Just like buying from Amazon. That's, that's just fine. You can get a loan instantly or, not, or nearly instantly. Um, operating loans, input loans, equipment loans. You can then use those with 0% financing in many cases on inputs. So if you're a first-time customer on FBN Direct, go on and use 0% financing to buy um, cam or seed or livestock supplies. Um, it's very, very easy to get started. And you can also work with a local partner. We have over 700 of what we call our community builders. They're local partners. They sell FBN products. They're farmers who work with other farmers in their area. And that's the best way we could imagine it. We're a network of entrepreneurs or farmers or entrepreneurs. Our CBs are entrepreneurs. They're powered by our technology and our logistics system. 
Great. Well, this has been a pleasure. Another great Commodity Classic interview, and we're glad that you were able to take some time to wander over. Maybe it gave you a break. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> From no, all I, the madness. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I know we've been, we've been talking all day. It feels like karate is a lot of fun. I think yeah. uh, we'll all sleep on Saturday. That's right. <laughs> we will. That's correct. Well, thank you again. Yeah, good to see you. There you go. So much good happening down here at Commodity Classics. Fun to share that with our listeners. We got more coming next week, right, Delaney? We do. Hopefully we all make it back safe to the state of Iowa. But until next week, we will have ourselves a great weekend, and we should let the listeners go. Let's let them go.